Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. And first off for today's podcast, I want to give a special thank you to all of our listeners out there. As we approach the 1,000 podcast mark for the VRA Investing Podcast, it has been an incredible ride so far. Thank you all so much for being here with us. Uh, we love your feedback so much, so please keep it coming. You know, any topic you want to hear, nothing is off limits for us. Uh, when we started this podcast, you know, we knew we were going to cover the markets, and then about a year and a half in or so to doing the podcast, maybe a little more than that, uh, coronavirus insanity struck. And that's when we really took the gloves off and no topic is off limits for us here. So we really appreciate you being here with us and letting us go through all of these things, what we're seeing happening in, in the economy, in the stock market, politically, with coronavirus insanity, everything. Uh, it's been, like I said, an amazing ride. So if you have a second today, I encourage you, go check out Kip's tweet from today. We've got a little bit of a, uh, uh, the word keeps uh, escaping me here, a, uh, well, a prize giveaway, if you will. If you retweet Kip's tweet from today about the podcast and us approaching the 1,000th podcast, we will be doing a drawing for two free VRA one-year memberships. That is a nearly $1,700 value there. So come and join us. Give it a retweet. Share it with your friends and family. We'd love to have you with us. Love all of you to be here with us. So thanks again for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here doing this with you every day after the market closed. So that being said, let's jump in to the market action on the day. As if you've been here with us already, you know that we began alerting here on the podcast and to our VRA members about the panic selling that we've seen over the last few weeks, short sellers coming in enthusiastically into this market and more so into the end of last week, almost right at the lows for the re the recent move lower that we had seen. Uh, we know this now from reporting from Goldman Sachs and Bank of America. And I covered this on my podcast Monday as well. Kip covered it yesterday on Friday. We saw the highest level of put buying in stocks on record. That is the first day this year also that puts had actually outpaced calls across all symbols of this market. It smashed the record from February of last year as we were entering coronavirus insanity before the major sell-off that ended on March 23rd of last year. Uh, so, now that we've gotten to this point and our markets have been rallying for the last three days, the shorts have been scrambling here to cover their shorts. And not only that, they've been covering their shorts and really having to flip to the long side here, getting a little bit of a FOMO on both ends of that there. We call that a double whammy here, twice the juice to send this market higher. Got the shorts covering, that's one, and then two, buying and going long from here. And if you've been tuning in with us here, that has been our approach. It's been to continue buying these dips. And especially as we head in to the year end here, the timing couldn't be better as we enter what is seasonally the most bullish 
time of the year. Santa Claus is coming to town. And I wanted to touch on that here for a second as well, because over the next few weeks, you're going to see a lot of talking heads talking about the Santa Claus rally. And it is a very real thing. But it doesn't really take place until the very end of the year. And now we think that we're going to continue to see this rally ahead of this. But the Santa Claus rally really begins during the last five trading days of the year. So it's usually the day before the Christmas holiday and then the rest of the trading into New Year's and then also the two sessions following into the new year. Uh, So seven day period and going back to 1928, that seven day period alone has returned an average of 1.7% with gains 78 percent of the time. So pretty impressive numbers uh, that we see coming here ahead for our market. And a lot of the sell-off that we've seen is a lot of year-end tax loss selling. So that amplified the recent sell-off that we've seen. And really, we couldn't think of a better setup for a big melt-up move higher for our markets into year-end. Think about it. On all of our VRA momentum oscillators, our indexes were at extreme overbought levels at the end of November, mid-November, and now this recent sell-off has gotten us out into the clear of that territory. Still, a lot of our major sectors, major indexes, are still at oversold readings on our VRA momentum oscillators right now. So that's why it's a big reason there why we see this as having the potential to be a major move higher, and we really expect it from the small caps, it's what you want to see. The small caps playing a big part of it. Of course, as we talk about here often, you want to see tech leading the way higher and semis leading the way higher on top of tech. But small caps are a key component to major melt-ups like we are looking for here into year-end. And one of the reasons for that, we got just yesterday. Kip covered this on his podcast as well. Yesterday's session in both the Dow Jones and the small caps, the Russell 2000, We got big bullish island reversals. And before I continue on that, uh, yeah, we got it not only in the Russell 2000, but the Russell 3000 and 1000 as well. So if you aren't a member of the VRA here, you may be wondering what is a bullish island reversal? Sounds kind of important. Well, it's a fairly rare signal. Doesn't happen all the time. A bullish island reversal occurs when you're getting a sell-off in the market. We're seeing the start of a downtrend type of market, not just a couple days of a sell-off, a market that is trending downwards. Then the index, the sector, the stock, whatever it may be, gets a big gap up through the downtrend and all the way back up into an uptrend. Like I said, that isn't very common. It doesn't happen all the time. And we got it yesterday. And a lot of our, mate, like I said, the Dow, the uh, the Russell 2000. We also got it in the S&P mid caps here as well. And like I said, the Russell 1000 and 3000. That is a very bullish signal that we just got from our market. So I wanted to take a second to focus on that here again Like I mentioned, another reason why we expect a big move higher into year-end here. So let's take a look at our indexes on the day where we got 
another solid session today. Not like we saw yesterday or the day before, massive updates, uh, but good trading across the board. And, and when we started seeing selling pressure, it was met with buyers bringing our markets back to positive territory. So we finished positive across the board here. Russell 2000 leading the way up eight tenths of 1% to 2,271. We were followed there by the NASDAQ up 0.64% to 15,786. Next up, the S&P 500 up three tenths of 1% to 4,701. And lastly, the Dow Jones finishing up one tenth of 1% to 35,000. 754. So again, strong action on the day. Also got the VIX just continuing to collapse, collapse here after its big spike. It did get a big spike, got all the way up to a 35, down another 9% today, all the way here to a 19 on the VIX. Uh, so good to see we're not even at extreme oversold readings there on the VIX yet, which tells us we could have some room lower to go on the VIX from here. Looking at our internals on the day, we got some good news here. And the good news started yesterday as market breadth for the NASDAQ had its first net positive session on, like I said, market breadth since November 16th. Uh, wow, it doesn't seem like that long ago or that long that we've had these mixed to negative internals readings for, but that is what it has been. The internals uh, really one of our keys here for looking for moves like this. Uh, one of the big reasons, ah, I, I'll save that for another podcast, but that's exactly what you want to see. And even after this two and a half day short covering rally, we got solid internals here today. Uh, the kind of NASDAQ readings that we saw from the last few weeks look to be on the way out now and good to see the NASDAQ leading the way on that charge, just what you want to see. So today, advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Uh, not quite as positive for the NYSE, a little under two to one, still solid reading there. And then almost right at two to one positive, just slightly below for the NASDAQ. So good readings there. New 52 week highs to lows. Came in I mean, a nice four to one positive on the NYSE. Pretty light numbers there, really, though. So tough to really say that four to one means much. And the NASDAQ did finish slightly negative here, but I do want to tell you why we don't see that as a problem yet. This can be a bit of a lagging indicator, and it's also a cumulative indicator. So this morning, when the NASDAQ opened lower and, and kind of flirted with that negative territory uh, this morning, if a stock in the NASDAQ hits a 52-week low at the open, even if it rallies back to finish sharply higher on the day and well above that 52-week low, it still gets counted as a 52-week low. So like I said, it's cumulative throughout the day. So that number, we probably finished at a much better number here than the 67 stocks we saw today hitting 52-week lows, but still 67 versus the 700 stocks hitting 52-week lows that we saw last week, that is vast improvement here. So while it was slightly negative, no real worries from us just yet. And then lastly here, volume coming in nicely positive here as well, just under two to one positive, or really almost right at on the NYSE and just over two to one positive for the NASDAQ. 
Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with eight out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day, and we got some good ones heading higher. But starting off, we had, it was communication services and then healthcare, and then we were followed there by real estate and housing continues to look strong here. And as a VRA leading economic indicator, which is housing, that's exactly what you want to see. It tells us the real strength in this market. And check this strength out. HGX, the housing index, hit its highest level since May of this year. Yesterday, that was its all-time high from May. We got another step closer to that today. And then we also got an all-time high from XHB, which is the Home Builders ETF today. Also got all-time highs from XLRE, the real estate ETF, and ITB, the home construction ETF. So some serious strength coming out of housing right now, especially after the sell-off that we just got. Good to see already back to all-time highs here. Next up was tech. Uh, and tech also right at its all-time high right now. But as we talk about here, that we want to see the semis leading tech. We did not get that today. So not perfect, but if you look at the chart of semis, you can see why we're not too concerned here. SOX, the semiconductor uh, index, just hit an all-time high yesterday, and we're right at that level as well on SMH, the semiconductor ETF. So no red flags from that group. And then our laggards on the day were financials, consumer staples, and utilities. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold, now pretty much flat on the day, down just 0.05% to 1,783 an ounce. Silver down a little bigger, 0.38% to $22.43 an ounce. Copper up nicely on the day now, right out about 1% to $4.38 a pound. And Copper does have some work to do here to break out of its downtrend, which we would love to see. Dr. Copper here, another important indicator. Uh, but Copper has now closed above its 200-day moving average three days in a row. So still, like I said, has a little work to do to break its downtrend. But that is what you want to see as a technician above the 200-day moving average is an important indicator as well. So three days in a row, certainly not nothing. Oil also making a back-to-back -back closes here above its 200-day moving average as well. Oil, as you know, a group that we've been bullish on for some time now, up today 0.86% to $72.67 a barrel. And finally for today, Bitcoin. Early this morning, looking like Bitcoin could have a bit of a rough day. Getting a lot of, seeing a lot of negativity out there around Bitcoin, uh, especially as the CEOs of many of these cryptocurrency companies are now in Washington to meet with the House Committee on Financial Services. So tune into a little bit of that today, uh, a little more research before I report on it too much here. But the fear is, and has been a fear for some time from Bitcoin lovers and Bitcoin skeptics, is that our older members of Congress, men and women, don't understand cryptocurrencies. On, on a technical level, quite like they should. So the fear is that they will make a major policy error in trying to regulate them, much like we've seen in China, where they have outlawed cryptocurrencies. And that is, Kip and I were just talking about this before, about doing a podcast specifically on Bitcoin, on cryptocurrencies to talk about this, uh, why China outlawed it, where it really came from, 
what are its really ultimate uses here at the end of the day. Uh, so many different areas, but hopefully some of these hearings will help with that issue for some of our Congress men and women uh, overall. Right now, too soon to tell, but as the hearings went on today, Bitcoin really began to rally off of its lows of the day, got down to 48,700, and then, like I said, rallied into the later half of the session today. A little off of its highs out, but still back above 50,000, up 0.24% to 50,624 of Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top to receive our daily emails there. Uh, We'll be back here with video again soon. We'll be up on Rumble. You know, we'll have it on YouTube, but who knows for how long. Really not too worried about that platform when you have great platforms that don't censor free speech like Rumble. So we'll be there uh, back again there soon. So thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.